Hello there, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here with Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, April 19, 2022. It's about 1245 in the afternoon on the East Coast of the United States. My guest today needs no introduction whatsoever to this audience. He is, of course, the gold standard of defending human freedom against the encroachments by government, and he has been for the past 50 years. Congressman Ron Paul, what a pleasure, my dear friend. Welcome to Judging Freedom. Judge, thank you for inviting me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, you've you've been my my role model and my idol for all these years. The first time I we, we met each other, I didn't know you were there in the audience, and I said to the audience, "Oh my God, I have just seen Thomas Jefferson." Everybody <laughs> thought I was losing, I was losing it, but it was you, and that's how we met. It was a surprise. I didn't know you were going to be there, but we have a long and wonderful relationship, and it's a joy to work with you. So, you, yes. you, know, you know, I remember that so clearly because a subject came up because you wrote something very, very complimentary. And I thought, oh boy, who, who is this guy? What's he talking about? And that is when you obviously tongue in cheek said, you know, Ron Paul should be on the Supreme Court. I said, doesn't he know I have an MD degree? And he, he says, well, that's the advantage. <laughs> of course, there is no there is no requirement that you be a lawyer. Yeah. There, there'd, be a, there'd be a lot of complaints from the Democrats in the Senate, but no legal requirement that you be a lawyer to be on the court. Right. <laughs> Let's start with something that's bugging the daylights out of just about every American today, and that's inflation. Uh, last week, uh, the president uh, attempted to blame inflation on Vladimir Putin, and people laughed at that. And then he tried to blame inflation on greedy corporations. Some people accept that. Most people know it's absurd. Tell us the role of Jerome Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, in causing inflation. You know, a, a lot of things in uh, economics affect prices. But that's different than inflation. And uh, I think people carelessly have been adapting to what the authorities wanted to get the people to accept. That everything can be measured by the Federal Reserve and the government, by the CPI. They say, if the CPI is going up, we're having inflation. And that is fudged and manipulated. And eventually, sometimes it goes up so much, they have to confess that prices are going up. But you don't need all that. What they are doing by, by trying to give you so many different causes is to steer you away from the real cause. And the real cause is fiat money, the printing of money out of thin air. So if you, if you look at the statistics, uh, that's, that's where the real problem is. And why do we have fiat money? Why do we run up deficits? Because uh, the people would never be taxed as much. Though they've created this thing, and governments notoriously have done this for, for century. That is, dilute the value of the money. Originally, it was just diluting the metal uh, in, in, in a, a gold or silver coin. But uh, the, the uh, uh, people will, uh, you know, don't, they don't understand that it's really the taxation. They're a taxing authority. So they, uh, people who don't, they say 50, 60% of the people don't pay income tax. Probably true. And uh, what, what they, that they, don't, they don't pay income tax, but they're the ones who pay the higher prices. So I try to tell people inflation is horrendous. And, uh, and, and, uh, but look at it when you see the prices going up. And that, that, is, that is the inflation. But it's, uh, 
it's the other people that they blame, whether it's uh, whether it's Biden uh, or or the war in Ukraine causing it. Indirectly, it is in the sense that it, it gives license to spending and it takes away any restraint on deficits. And just look at it. You know, in the last couple of years, our debt tripled. It was ten trillion dollars not too long ago. Now it's thirty trillion dollars. Uh, but it all ends. The markets are stronger than the politicians, so uh, the destruction of money will occur. Where the the, uh, the 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 requirement and the need for monetary reform will come on the verge of it. But the government will never acknowledge that its appetite for federal spending, its voracious appetite for federal spending, and the unwillingness of the American public to pay for that in taxes is the sole cause of inflation. The government will never admit that, and the government will never get away from its addiction to federal spending. So so how does this end? In one of your uh, recent articles, you opined that we might have a budget deficit of 44 to $45 trillion in the next 10 years if the government keeps spending the way it's been spending. Joe Biden's budget is 5.8 trillion. The government only collects about 3 trillion in taxes. The rest they have to borrow. What would it take to discipline the federal government so that it only spent what it collected? Or is that a pipe dream? Yeah, it's a pipe dream. We still dream about it and talk about it <clears throat> in theory, but no, they're not going to do it. <clears throat> if you get new members of Congress, You'll never get enough to do the voting. And if you did, there'd be a revolution. So that, that's not going to happen. But there's always a default. Uh, there's a debasement of the currency. You can do it or they'll quit paying the bills if we're in debt and we can't pay our debt. So we're in default. If people worry about it, say, well, what does that mean? I'm not going to get my Social Security check. No, it's going to continue. The default is in, in progress now. And people are starting to recognize that. It's the value of the dollar that goes down. But if you look at uh, statistics today, you know, gold is uh, down and uh, the uh, people are, are, you know, you know, the dollar on international exchange market, it's decent. Say so things are really, really, very good, except for one thing, the true interpretation of the value of the unit of account, which is a Federal Reserve note, which is fiat. Uh, isn't doing so well. And that is what will bring down the house of cards. It's going to happen. And, uh, but right now people are saying, well, statistics that, that are so bad. So they, they, they change the way they collect the statistics. So it's, it's always a gimmick and it's always there to, uh, you know, expand the size of government, but it'll, it will end because all empires ends, all central, uh, economic planning ends. the, uh, the world reserve currencies come and go. And I think ours is on its way down. It's not crashing. It's not going to happen in a week, but it's going to continue. And nobody knows exactly when it really gets out of hand. But right now there's a lot of people becoming square. People will respond uh, politically speaking, but not uh, economic common sense. They don't seem to grasp that. But right now, politically inflation is a big deal. And uh, that is inflation. I always want to clarify that. That is the price of goods and services, not the inflation of the Federal Reserve. That's what we have to deal with. The printing and creation of money out of thin air just to prop up big government. So Biden's um, proposed budget is $5.8 trillion. 
1.6 trillion of it is discretionary. What the heck is the rest? What 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 is mandatory in the budget that comes to 4.2 trillion? What is the Congress forced to spend money on? Otherwise, there'll be a revolution. Are you talking about the defense budget, Social Security, and other wealth transfers? Yeah, that that's what. But everything and that's a trick there too about discretionary and then some are indiscretionary. Everything should be discretionary. They should be voting on every single thing, but they don't. They take this big lump sum and say, "Well, you can't." And politically, that's true. They're not going to cut Social Security. You know, this doesn't happen. And on the short run, it would be a disaster. You know, there'd be a revolution. Now you say. <clears throat> Well, you mean you're advocating a revolution? No, I, I, I'm not. But I'm trying to steer people away from the calamity if we continue to do what we're doing now. <clears throat> because along with the growth of government and the spending, there's a loss of liberty because they perpetuate wars at home. And we have COVID wars at home, war against our liberties. At the same time, they're always agitating you know, to subsidize the military industrial complex. And there's a lot of profits going on, uh, you know, under today's conference. And they're, they're satisfied. The, the, the uh, military corporations love what's happening. And they say, well, yeah, but we're doing the Lord's work because we're going to fight this war and protect democracy around the world. That, that bugs me too about, you know, they use the word democracy like we would use the word liberty. So when right. they say we're protecting democracy, but you know, Judge, a few of us have understood it, that uh, that the pure democracy the founders didn't like. What what uh, what'll happen when the government can't pay its bills, and people uh, won't and people won't lend money to the government because they know they won't get the money back? Well, they're going to pay their bills. Uh, they always pay their bills, but they're just going to send you what they're doing. They're sending you money with less value. And that's why you have, I don't think there's one chance in the world that you can avoid runaway inflation. We're not going to wise up and do the smart things. You know, yes, if you did everything in one day, there'd be an absolute revolution. But even if you had a 10-year period where you were going to cut the budget and go back to balancing the budget and rein in the Federal Reserve. But it's not, politically, I cannot imagine that happening. They're not going to put up with it because, you know, a couple of years ago, they tried to shrink the balance sheet and right. uh, the markets uh, revolted against it. And right now, they haven't even shrunk the balance sheet in reality. And they're so saying, well, we've learned how to keep the balance sheet up and uh, and lower interest, uh, you know, and raise interest rate as if the lower interest rate and they purposely claim that raising interest rates will bring on a recession. And that's what we need to solve the problems of inflation is to undermine the health of the economy. That's how bizarre it is. And for years, if it's been five to 10 years, they've been saying our goal, uh, we don't have enough prices, price inflation. We want price inflation. We need 2%. They decided destroy the value of the dollar by 2% a year, and that's going to be beneficial. Well, you know, 2% came and went <laughs> because now it's 10, 10%. I don't think anybody remembers it being 2%, but they were always arguing the case for two. And I always predict I say, when 2% comes, they're not going to like it. It won't last very long because it's going to keep going up. I'm I'm waiting. You know, we started this conversation jokingly about you being on the Supreme Court. I'm waiting for a challenge to the constitutionality of the Federal Reserve at the Supreme Court. It hasn't happened. 
in 110 years that we've had the Federal Reserve, no challenge to the constitutionality of it has made it to the Supreme Court. I want to switch gears. You wrote recently that you were not surprised about CIA lying. You were surprised that NBC News, of all places, uh, broke the story. So NBC News recently reported that the CIA has been making up stories like Vladimir Putin's going to use chemical weapons uh, in the Ukraine. China is sending military hardware uh, to the uh, to the Russians and the people around Vladimir Putin. I think I'm summarizing your article. The people around Vladimir Putin are lying to him. So he doesn't know how poorly from the Russian perspective uh, the war is going uh, in the Ukraine. How dangerous to human freedom is the intelligence community? particularly the CIA, which has its own army. Yeah, that, that means the, that the top-notch uh, policing forces uh, are criminals. You know, uh, you may know this name, Judge, but years ago, I uh, visited with and talked to Dan Smoot from the old right position. And yes. we talked about that because he had been in the, uh, he had been in the um, uh, FBI, and his job at the end of the war was to pick the people to go into the CIA and he sorted them out, the good guys and the bad guys. He says, when they decided to start the CIA, they took the pile of all the bad guys that he had sorted out. said, these people are very questionable. But uh, that, that is, uh, that, that is, you know, the, the real problem to see the CIA. And then he followed up with a, with something he told me, which I thought about back then, but now I truly believe he says, you cannot, you cannot have a free society. You cannot have liberty with the existence of an organization like the CIA. The CIA is one of the most important things you deal with and eliminate it with it. And, you know, you, you know, coups come and go and the United States gets involved in coups at times. And, uh, and yet uh, the insurrection on January 6th is the, is the biggest issue that we've ever, ever heard about. But, uh, just think of the coup of uh, 19, uh, 1963, 62, you know, or 63, you know, with Kennedy. That was a coup as far as I'm concerned. The CIA was involved. So I would say I agree with my uh, acquaintance, Dan Smoot, that you can't have a republic if you have a CIA type operation. So the CIA is lawless. It's unaccountable and its budget keeps growing. Why does its budget keep growing? Does the CIA have dirt on members of Congress who are afraid to do the right thing? Why do they just keep giving tax dollars to the CIA to run a sort of secret government that answers to nobody? Well, I guess the members of Congress get brainwashed. Why do they always vote bipartisan-wise uh, all the budget, all the military budget? Uh, so, so they they go along with it, uh, and uh, and that, that that is a big problem. But you know, I've decided, Judge, that it probably doesn't matter that much. You know, just even recently with COVID and different things. Yes, they appropriate money and, and they get this rubber stamp and they appropriate a trillion dollars here, bail it out and, and we'll be fiscally careful about what we do. But the trillions, the big stuff comes from the Federal Reserve. That's why that's why I have figured that the way to get rid of the Federal Reserve is audit the Fed and let people know what they're doing. What if you had a 
true audit and an understanding of every single conversation of the CIA. Of course, right now there's investigations going on and there's been effort. Uh, Senator Church one time tried to, uh, tried to figure it out, but they're very, very powerful. And, uh, and it may be that they have control over everybody, but I think there's philosophic control too. They, they say, well, uh, we're protecting, we're protecting our national security. What about this justification, Judge, about going to war? Why are you going to war? Well, we have to protect world democracy, but we also have to protect our constitution and our liberties. So they go into a war with uh, without a declaration of war, and they finance it with fiat money, and also the Federal Reserve financing their friends. Believe me, there are trillions and trillions of dollars. And they say, well, this is just credit. This We just loan this and all this. But uh, that, that is why the issue of money, I think, is so important. Uh, you will not rein it in without a better understanding of gold. But there's too many people. You know, the deep state uh, is real. I mean, uh, and, and they're identifiable in, in, in many ways. But uh, they, they have the control. Maybe it is the intimidation uh, by the, the 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 deep state because they they can do it just think of how they've got all how they get all those corporations to become the uh, a law enforcement agency to enforce all this lockdown stuff right they just rolled over and did it they you did know, so they did just is. roll over and do it uh look the cia is largely responsible for the war in ukraine today the cia perpetrated a coup in 2014 against a popularly uh, elected government that was neutral. It was neither pro-Russian nor pro-West, but it wasn't Western enough for the CIA. 2014, <laughs> who was in, in office then? Ah, Obama and Biden. So clearly, would the CIA perpetrate a coup without the president signing off on it? Oh, it's crazy. And, and then the the other thing that's been 90% of this discussion has been the insurrection of January 6th. You know, and, and it, so there there is the coalition, the big corporations who make a lot of money, the banking system who manipulates the money, and and then the, also the military-industrial complex. You know, they, they have it locked in. They can control our universities. But judge, in spite of all this, I still see signs of uh, of, uh, of of hope because uh, you know I like to see and we like to report on the fact that when there's been an insurrection by the people who said no more masks, and finally we get a judge to go along with that and moving in the right direction. But one of the favorite views that I saw in the last year was when everybody showed up at the football game, hundred thousand people just threw their masks away and had a party. And right. so that right. is when the people have to stand up. See, I believe that the people have to endorse. Uh, you have to have leaders to tell them what, what uh, you know, to help. Us. But sometimes all you need to do is have that one teacher or parent get up at a parent PTA meeting and say, hey, look, we've had enough of this. And before you knew it, they fired the whole school board. So that's the kind of thing I like. I like uh, you know, the, the educational parts. That's why you and I have been supporters of institutions like, like the Mises Institute. Hey, what? I think long-term, that's where a lot of, we'll get a lot of help. Were you surprised when uh, two members of the United States Senate whispered into the president's ear and then stated publicly, they're looking 
for troops on the ground, American troops on the ground in Ukraine. Lindsey Graham didn't surprise me and probably didn't surprise you. He never met a war he didn't like as long as he's not in it. But Senator uh, Coons of Delaware was the president's closest buddy in the Senate, was actually rebuked by the White House this morning for suggesting troops on the ground. Are we getting to the point where that will be discussed seriously? Is the military preparing for something as absurd, irrational, uh, and immoral and unconstitutional as American troops on the ground in Ukraine? You know, but but they've been they've been doing that for a long time. I I uh, I was in the middle of my residency in 1962, and uh, there were a few problems that we've stirred up around the world. And uh, you know, they took me out of my residency and sort of interrupted things. I made the best of it. The uh, but uh, it was uh, it, it's it's an evil thing. I mean, if you see, there are two two things I claim that is the personal attack on individual liberty. One is uh, the draft. They take your body and they ship you over there and they uh, do all kinds of evil things and people die over that. But the other one that establishes the fact that the government owns us is the personal income tax. Because even if it's 1%, I argue that they control 100% because what they're doing is you have 100% and we'll tell you how much you can keep and under what condition. Right. So that, that means the government owns us. And I think a lot of the things we're talking about, Judge, is, and you, you've pointed this out so often in your writing, that it's, it's, a, it's the natural right to our own lives and we, we can't put up with the government. That's the source of all the authoritarianism and the war. People, people actually believe that stuff. But I think the universities have turned out to be uh, you know, a real menace. I think they contributed to the psychology and the willingness for so many people to go along with the lockdowns on COVID. Congressman Paul, this has been the most popular segment of judging freedom since we started. I'm sure that a lot of the people watching now have been patiently waiting for you because I've been promoting this uh, for the past <laughs> couple of weeks. Will like and subscribe. You, you've been a hero of mine. You remain a hero. Thank you very much for your time today. All the best. God, it's great being with you. Thank you. Judge Napolitano with Congressman Ron Paul for Judging Freedom.